You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Elon Musk wants to put an arcade in your Tesla and the rest of the week in games by Julie Muncy. Welcome to Replay, our weekly roundup of all the gaming news and happenings you might have missed while you were, you know, playing games. This week we've got Elon Musk's attempts to put games in cars, Valve's return to actually making games, and the biggest fighting game tournament in the world. Ah, Elon Musk... Your Teslas may be losing money, but you're never going to run out of ideas, no matter how impractical and expensive they are. Thankfully, his newest falls well above sending a roadster to space on the utility index. Musk wants to put games in the touchscreens of his cars. Not only did he announce on Twitter that Atari Classics would be showing up as Easter eggs, but he even put out the call for game developers to come work at Tesla. He tweeted, If you're into video game development, consider applying to Tesla. We want to make super fun games that integrate the center touchscreen, phone, and car IRL. Once you get past the idea of people staring at touchscreens until autopilot hits level 4, let's assume the driver's not player 1. You realize that it's a good idea. Especially for Atari, whose current venture is a console without specs, software, or a release date. There's more than a little irony, though. In Musk reaching out to the games industry at the same time that a significant labor movement is building on its fringes. You may have forgotten this, but Valve makes video games. Sometimes digital, collectible card game artifact, which has a release date and price as of this week will be the company's first big new title since Data 2 in 2013. And conveniently, it's based on Data 2. Players will use custom decks to fight across three separate lanes, combining the lore of Data with gameplay that's a part MOBA, part Magic, The Gathering. In fact, Magic creator Richard Garfield was involved with the development. What does that mean exactly? Good question. Its alchemic mixture of two immensely complex game genres seem to have produced something dense and distinctive, but I haven't had hands-on time with the game, and the previews I've read haven't exactly cleared things up. What I do know, though, is that the game will sell for $20, more for extra booster pack snatch, and release on November 28th. Look forward to facing my OP deck, 
the Where is Half-Life 3? This weekend, the Evolution Championship Series, a.k.a. EVO, a.k.a. the biggest fighting game tournament in the world, is on its way to Las Vegas. This will mark the 12th year the competition has come to the glitzy city, and it's poised to be its biggest year yet. EVO features a range of competition across several different fighting games, culminating in some of the biggest matches of the year in basically all of the biggest fighting game scenes of the year. For the fighting game community, this is the big one. If you're new to fighting games, Ian Walker at Kotaku has a great guide on the various festivities and how to watch them. My personal recommendations, particularly for people who don't know anything about these games, Super Smash Bros. for Wii U and Dragon Ball Fighter Z are both incredibly viewer-friendly. Smash Bros., because it's visually interesting, dramatic, and, importantly, slightly slower than more technical fighting games. And Dragon Ball, because Dragon Ball is the coolest. I really like playing games on my computer. If you have the hardware, there's something about gathering up an exhaustive library of software that just feels powerful. Being able to immediately switch from productivity to play is nice, too. So whenever a great game gets a PC port, I'm excited. When that game is from the excellent Yakuza series, which has always been exclusive to PlayStation platforms, I'm even more thrilled. Yakuza Zero is the most accessible of a whole line of weird, wacky, and moody Japanese mafia dramas from Sega. If you don't have a PlayStation but do have a gaming PC, you really owe it to yourself to check this one out. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.